Good evening, and welcome to episode four of the Thunder and Herd podcast. A um, couple of topics today, and then we may we may have time to reach out to a third one here. But first, near and dear to our hearts, the TCU Horn Frogs college baseball team looks like they're going back to potentially the next college World Series. Got great pitching, defense is better, explosive offense couple of teams in this conference that I thought, with the way they were playing, had a real good chance to knock them off, and that was Texas and Texas Tech. But, Texas, TCU destroyed Texas Tech in their side of the, in their side of the bracket. Texas got knocked out in the very end by Oklahoma State, who ended up losing to TCU. TCU got the Big 12 title this year for the first time since 2016. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty big thing that happened today in sports. Another big thing that happened today in sports was Jordan Spieth absolutely failing today on the last round of the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial in Fort Worth. He had a, yes, he only had a one-stroke lead going into today, but he finished three over par, and Jason... Kukrock. Kukrock or something like that. He ended up beating out Jordan in a, a, an this, amazing round sec- of golf. This guy's second win this year, though. Mm-hmm. So he, this guy's not playing bad. He's not playing bad. But this is Jordan's hometown, hometown team. team. Hometown, hometown course. He also played the Nelson. But the thing about it is he's probably played this, I don't know, probably 50, 60, 100 times yeah, in his lifetime he's played Colonial. <clears throat> and he spit the bit. He just had nothing. Now, to have nothing and still shoot a 73 is pretty amazing to me. And it came down to the last hole. He was only down by a shot coming in 18, but could not hit a drive straight to save his life. <clears throat> could not get a putt when he needed it. Couldn't get a chip close. He just scrambled his way around this course. And the fact that the other player couldn't put him away with as bad as Jordan played it just amazed me. So, Jordan will be back. Jordan will play better. But it was a big disappointment. Um. So, going back to college baseball, Dad, who do you think is the best team in college baseball? Vanderbilt. Tell me why. Vanderbilt has Rocker, and they have Lighter. Lighter. <clears throat> um, two guaranteed first-round draft choice Major League Baseball pitchers. And two guaranteed within two years being mainstays on a major league roster yeah. in a starting rotation. Probably. How did they lose the SEC? I don't know. To Arkansas? Isn't it Arkansas? They lost no. to Arkansas. Arkansas, no, Arkansas. I believe Arkansas is 100% the best team. They have, against all of the SEC teams who are pretty good, you got Mississippi State, you got Ole Miss, you got who did they play today in the championship? It wasn't Florida. Florida's good, too. South Carolina? No. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. Vanderbilt's in the SEC. But Arkansas, every team that they've played, they've just taken advantage of. It hasn't even been close. Arkansas, I believe, is the number one contender in Division One baseball right now. Um, I don't know what TCU's going to have to say about that, because every time TCU plays Vanderbilt, it seems the TCU comes out on top. That's what I've seen the last couple of years. Every time they've played, 
TCU's won, so maybe TCU might have a chance against and it looks Arkansas. like they're going to host. They're going to host. They're going to host a regional. Yeah, they're going to yeah. host a regional. So so is Vanderbilt. So is Arkansas. Well, I understand that, but TCU's path. We're not going to have to worry about any of these teams until we get to super regional. Or yes, until we get yes. to the College World Series, but they got a really good chance this year. And this program, this will be. If they can get there, what, the fifth or sixth time they've made it to the College World Series it'll since be, Schlossnagel's taken it'll over? It'll be the fifth time since 2010 that they've made it to... 11th season, since they've, they've won made it to the games. tournament. Since they've made it to the tournament. Schlossnagel is, has been the godsend blessing of a coach to this program that did nothing in the 80-some-odd years been, before I that. think they said today in the broadcast that they've gone... 21 straight years with a winning record. Yeah, and that 11 years with 40-plus wins. Wow. That's that's pretty outstanding. Wow. All right, so topic number three. And this one, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go over with you because I didn't discuss it with you. So, <clears throat> the NBA. What about it? <clears throat> I got a big problem with the NBA, and here's my biggest problem with the NBA. The NBA has... Tears for stars. Tears. Explain that. The biggest star in the league is who? LeBron James. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. <laughs> yes, LeBron James. This last week, LeBron James... Got poked in the eye. <laughs> LeBron James went to an event. Oh, yeah. With a ton of people around, no masks, not supposed to have this... Ma- now, in California, it's not in allowed. In California, it's not allowed. But did he get in trouble? No. Did he get fined? No. Did he get suspended? Of course no. not. Because, it's LeBron James. Because the players run this league. You want to you know, know something I really hate about LeBron? He, LeBron is a crybaby. I want all of you to hear that. Kevin Pillar, he got hit in the face... With a 94-mile-an-hour fastball. He was on the ground for 41 seconds. LeBron got poked in the eye, lied about not being able to see on the clutch shot that he made to end the game. And he was on the ground for 80 entire seconds after being poked in the eye. Joe Burrow tore every ligament in his knee, dislocated his kneecap. He was on the ground for 50 seconds after he had gotten injured. LeBron is weak. He's feeble. And that's everybody's, that's everybody's argument when it comes to him versus Michael Jordan. Michael, they say that LeBron would never have been able to play in Michael, the way Michael Jordan did in his time. Because everybody, the Pistons, they would beat up on him on purpose. And you know what he would do? He would go out there, he'd score 40, 50 points. LeBron James... Every time he gets touched, it seems. It seems that every time he gets touched, it's a foul. I, that's a little hypocritical for me to say, yes, because Luka Doncic, he forces fouls, he whines, and he gets texts text all the time, and he's my favorite player. But it's just the fact that he's so famous, he gets the benefit of the doubt for every single thing. And I feel like that's so stupid. And, and, and here's also another problem with the... National Basketball Association. The players in the offseason get together and discuss during free agency who's going to come to what team. 
The players are running the asylum, and it's getting to be really old. That you'll get these collections. Look at look at New Jersey right now. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Look at Brooklyn right now. Yes. Look at look at what Houston tried to do when they had those all those players from a couple of years ago. Look at what the um, Golden State Warriors did when they brought Garnett in and they had all these people. Garnett? Durant? Durant. Okay, Durant. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm old. So, <laughs> anyway, but this my, is true. My point is, things like that, do you see any of that in the, in the, in the NFL? Sometimes. But Sometimes. Is, it, is it as rampant? No, because, because the owners have so much more power over the players in the NFL than they do in the NBA. And is that a bad thing? No, it's not. No, it's I not because it, can, agree. it controls a more even product. Look at the NFL. Look at what happens in the NFL. The, the number of teams that continue to make the playoffs year after year is lesser in numbers. It's, it, it, we'll just take the Patriots out of it for right now. You miss the playoffs, you can rebuild within a couple of seasons, you can make the playoffs. Yes. Look at all the teams that have made it to AFC championships. Look at all the teams that have made it to the Super Bowl. Look at what's going on in the NBA. Tell me this. Sacramento Kings, Minnesota Timberwolves, do they have a ton to look forward to? Not really. I mean, be... I mean, Sam, Sacramento has De'Aaron Fox, who's one of the most underrated players Great. in the NBA. But is is he going to be able to recruit another huge superstar to come on with him to win a national to win a championship? Probably no. Luca may. Luca might be able to pull. Luca might be able to just because all the assists he dish out and still scores twenty some odd points and. He might be able to bring somebody else in besides Porzingis. I mean, there's an opportunity there because his star shines so bright to do that. Do you see that in baseball? Where players goes out and they actively recruit other players to bring in. I've never seen that before. No, it doesn't. And what does it produce? A more balanced product out there. That's true. I mean, you've had the San Diego Padres in the World Series in the 80s and 90s. The Cubs made it to the World Series for crying out loud. The Dang, Boston Red Sox finally won World Series after the longest drought. All of this happens because they reward the teams with the absolute worst record with better draft position. And they allow these teams with a cap of what they can what they can spend and what they can't spend. Now, you're still going to have the Dodgers... You're still going to have the Yankees. They're going to outspend everybody. Because their markets are so big. But you don't buy necessarily buy a championship. The Dodgers yeah. won the World Series last year. And they've spent their butts off for the last 10 years. Yeah. And they finally won one. Dodgers, <clears throat> right now, in my opinion, have the most talent in Major League Baseball. They should have the best record. They should go back to the World they're Series. They're pretty and close. It's not like again. they're playing terribly. There's still ten games above five hundred. I understand that, but the Giants, who I didn't are think were going to be their are minds. playing great. I mean, of course the Padres. They're and, insane. And the Padres did it the way the Astros did several years ago. Yeah, exactly. They drafted young kids, they developed their minor leagues, and they brought people up. So <clears throat> baseball and football has it right. Basketball is out of their freaking mind. Going, it is okay. a boys' club. It is Hey, I'm a star. Come play with me. Come play with me. I don't see. I don't see. Cons- 
it's becoming a three-point shot league and a follow-up and put the basket in dunk league. It is not basketball as we've known it with the, all the motion all the way around like they used to do. The, where's the two-point? Where's the mid-range jump You do shot? see that in the best teams. Who? You do see ball ball movement. Okay. If you watch the playoff games, who's, you see ball movement. Who's all the, the best time. mid-range jump shot player um, in the, in the NBA right now? Demar Derozan, the guy on the Clippers, that Kawhi Leonard. He's one of the best mid-range shooters I've ever seen. But the fact that you had to think about it only came up with a couple. It is bombs away in this league. It is fast break. Yeah, and run Curry out. is one of the best players <clears throat> in the league. Yeah, he is. But if if the three point shot was not favored in this league and rewarded for it. Like, I mean, the three-point shot was an ABA creation. Before the NBA ever adopted it, the ABA was using it. Way back in the 70s. <clears throat> and it finally became a big thing in the, in the NBA. And the first team to really utilize it, I believe, if I remember correctly, it was either Golden State or... Oh gosh, I'm trying to think. Was it Denver Nuggets? I might be wrong on that, but the 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 coach who ended up being the coach of the uh, Houston Rockets, he started being that crazy. We're gonna we've looked at the numbers and decided it's higher risk. It's a higher risk reward for us to three take the three point shot and say shoot forty percent from three versus shooting 50% from two, we got a greater chance to score more points because we're going to take the same number of shots, but if they're worth more, we have a greater chance to score more. The only problem is it spreads the defense way out too, and there's lots of fast break opportunities for the other team, and it didn't prove to be winning strategy. But now that everybody's doing it, everybody's adopted the three-point shot, everybody's got gunners from from 35 feet. You got people shooting from the logo. You got people shooting from half court because they all want to be Curry. Curry was... That's true. Everybody Curry. doesn't want to be Curry, man. Everybody wants to be Curry. And and Curry has been great for basketball, but I also think I, that maybe he has been a detriment to youth basketball. I, I can see that, yeah. But Curry, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. Like, he's one of the best players in the league. <clears throat> You can't take that away from no, him. No, he is. But when did you ever see this many people shooting threes? You got seven foot two guys yeah. shooting threes. You got guys who should be under the basket getting the rebound. Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kicking the ball out and I starting the fast break. Him. I but, can't stand Kristaps Porzingis. But he's not the only one. You got the God bod. Uh, dad bod God. Dad bod God. <laughs> you mean the MVP? Yeah, the the MVP. He's jumping. He's out got of a but no, but his mid range game is nice. Well, his I, post moves. Are, I understand that. Are the best. Lord, I really wish somebody would play the center in the post with the way that the game is now. With somebody that's between six ten and seven two, a center that's that large could get down there and could post up and score at will, like Will Chamberlain did. Have you ever heard of Andre Drummond? He gets every board ever. I understand that, but what does he do on offense? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. you got to have a threat down there at least. Porzingis leaking out. Joel Embiid? Okay, I'll give you Joel Embiid. All right, I agree with that. Other MVP candidate? Let's go back to... 
When's the last time? I just want to ask you one more question. One more question. When's the last time you've seen two, not just big men, but two centers up for the MVP award? And you're talking about not having big men doing playing their position. Well, I think it was probably Hakeem Olajuwon when he was with the Houston Rockets, and uh, Patrick Ewing who was with the New York. Well, how Knicks. long ago was that? That was the '80s. Yeah, how long has that been? That's been forty or thirty-five. So, years. how are you saying that that there's been a loss of that because there's two MVP candidates who are both big men? But they don't play the same way that they played back then. There's no, who's not, saying that they need to? Because nobody's doing it. <clears throat> Look, the reason why the three-point shot, that approach of spreading everything out and shooting threes became such a big deal is because we had a lot of guys that can shoot distance. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we still don't need guys in the low block who could actually receive an entry pass, receive an entry pass, and actually put up a basket. <clears throat> that you know, there's it's not defensible if Drummond was given the ball in the low post for him to turn around two feet away from the basket, jump up and thump the thing for a dunk. People do that all the time. But it's 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 like it's by accident. It is not <laughs> it is it those are off of rebounds or loose balls or every once in a while somebody will Go up for a three. So you're saying that's not a part of the offense it's anymore? It's not a standard part of the offense. Okay, yeah, I see that. And centers, what are centers now? They come out and they they play a little pick and roll, but they basically what they do is they come out and put a body on somebody and create a pick yeah. and free it up so somebody else can do this. They're not even offensive, used as offensive parts anymore on yeah, most teams. I see that, and yeah. They go down there, they get boards, they, they dish it out to the point guard. And then when they, when they get down there, they set a screen and they shoot it. Yeah. I agree. So, to me, I loved basketball in the, in the 80s with the 76ers and the, the Celtics and the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets w- were running like crazy. <clears throat> and Golden State with the uh, uh, Hardaway and was it Run TMC, I think it was, Mullins, and I can't remember what the C's guy's name was anymore. But, it doesn't matter. But, but those, kind of team, those kind of teams, for me, were exciting. They played great defense. They were very physical. Games were only in the high 90s, low 100s, but you played a lot of defense, and it was very physical. The thing that I'm glad we're not doing anymore from the 80s are the really, really tight they used to call them nut hugger shorts <laughs> where, where the, the pants were so tight at the basketball players it was, and then we went completely the opposite way where Michael Jordans were all so loose and baggy hanging below the knee, now if, I think at this it's point, a middle ground I think the middle ground uniform right now is the best I've seen of the uniform that it's been out there, I just don't I'm not a fan of the players in them Honestly, Why? I don't like I don't like the game. Okay. I mean, I. I That's pre- your opinion. I, yeah, it is my opinion. Yeah. I prefer football and I f- prefer baseball. You Me too. Know, I mean, those Me too. those are my f- two favorite sports. Me too. Only basketball I watch at this point is Luka Doncic, <laughs> where the Mavericks are playing. Luka Doncic is probably one of the best players I've ever seen. He's like every shot that you want him to make, he does. 
like in the playoffs right now, in these three games, he's averaged 38 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists. What else do you want? Like, that's all you can ever want from a player. Somebody else to step up. Everybody has been playing well. The last game, I'm just going to say it. The Clippers outplayed us. They did. It happened. We got outplayed. It happens. Are are the Clippers outplaying us tonight? I can't. I don't know. I haven't been out there. It's been. We've been recording this, what, for 20 minutes so far? Okay. So we're going to have to go check on that. And we'll see you next week. Um, This is David and Jackson Hurd with the Thundering Herds. Um, Goodbye and have a nice week.